it's Sally here. Just a quick one, just a quick one. If you like this really sweary podcast by Kalechi, sorry, Kalechi, do remember to rate and review Say Your Mind on Apple Podcasts, okay? Now for the very urban intro music. <laughs> it's the Ben's Brunani woman, this baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. Baby, sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are gonna sip it, yo. Our time's calling for your long shorts. You might learn something you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind. He leaves your messages on red. Mm-mm-mm. Those two ticks are blue. Baby, woo! If there's anything you need to know, he doesn't love you. I think I added too many oohs. Um, <laughs> awkward. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What. That's right, suck your madre. So that's uh, suck your mum. <laughs> it's me, baby girl, Kalechi. I think that song was written by Babyface. Uh, I stayed up to obviously see that concert with him, Babyface and Teddy Riley, and it was a hilarious mess, just simply because Teddy Riley was doing a lot, you know, respect for, you know, the music he's created and everything, but we didn't need them 511 mics, we didn't need the backup dancers, we didn't need DJ, we just wanted a cute, cute Instagram live thing. Obviously, if it had, you know, gone seamlessly, it would have banged, but Babyface was just in his studio in his home, just ready to do the thing. And he's recovering. I think he's recovering from um, Corona as well. So I think he was just looking at Teddy Riley like, how have you got all like 17 people with you, 14 people? Have you got bare disciples with you? This was just meant to be something cute that we're doing during self-isolation. You've gone and looks like you've got a club that you're doing this in. This isn't what we agreed uh, on so I feel like Ted, um, baby face threw shade slightly when it was happening as well. And he was just like, Oh, I'm just, I'm just here, you know, self-isolating, you know, you know, you know, that thing, you know, that girl self-isolation, that's what we should all be doing. We should all be rocking with that girl, but whatever. So yeah, that was funny. And it's just those moments, uh, I guess that you just have during all of this that just make you laugh and give you that bit of hope. And it's just wonderful. So that was nice. Um, but I won't waste your time. I won't waste your time. I'm just going to get straight into the tarot and everything else I want to talk about because I, I'm rather tired. I went for a run earlier on today. I was meant to do five miles. That's what I planned. And then I ended up doing just like over six miles. So my little legs need to rest. And uh, running postpartum is an actual mad thing, odiqua mad thing. Like, honestly, your pelvis just feels somehow, your joints feel somehow. And because I'm still breastfeeding as well, everything's just going to stay loose for the duration of the, you know, the time that I'm breastfeeding. So it's a, it's a, it's a huge task that I've put on myself, but I'm enjoying the process. I decided to run, um, along the embankment and over Westminster bridge today. And it was just really nice. It was quiet and 
I needed that for me. You know, every time I pull these angel cards, they keep telling me to take time out for myself, to keep doing um, things like um, that I enjoy in terms of fitness and yoga, like specifically the cards say that, to keep my fire burning. So yeah, um, that's that was cute, but I, I just want to rest. I just want to, you know, spend time chilling out. But making this episode for you all and also because it's sponsored by ExpressVPN. So big up yourselves, ExpressVPN, for sponsoring um, this week's episode. So, yeah, without much ado, I'm just going to get straight into the tarot. First thing you want to note from the tarot is that there are no major arcana cards this week. So it's not a major life energy that we've got right here. It's the day to day. A lot of you are just ready to get the fuck ASAP. Like you are so done with all of these things that are happening right now. And I'm just imploring you, encouraging you to just hold on just a little bit longer. Um, I know that it's tough. I know that this is stressful for a lot of people. But just keep, you know, hang in there because hopefully it will start to just ease off soon once these pussy clarts get a hold on what they're meant to be doing, you know, in a governmental sense. But you know, we'll get to that um, shortly. So the first card that came out is the Seven of Cups. The Seven of Cups speaks about options, um, having options and some of them not actually being right for you, but they're available to you. I was looking more into Ifa and, you know, Yoruba, uh, the indigenous, um, the indigenous, why can I not say the word, but the, um, you know, the original, um, spiritual cosmology of, um, the Yoruba people and the idea that the deities can be okay with you wanting to do something like you can be like, Oh, I want to set up this thing. The deities could be fine. The Orishas could be fine with you doing that thing, you know, if, if that's what you wanted to do. But if your Ori as in your highest self, your highest good doesn't have that as part of your will, isn't part of what you've agreed, your karmic assignment, your Ori will be like, nah, not on it, not on it. That's not what we should be doing. And I'm just really interested in our um, spiritual systems that we had prior to um, Christianity and then seeing the ways that we've kind of amalgamated these um, different belief systems. I don't think that they're necessarily, um, you know, uh, directly oppositional to each other, but they they they, they do um, share conflict and tensions at particular times. And so I've just been really interested in, in um, interrogating and exploring those aspects of my beliefs and 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 other people's beliefs and how it's played out in the different denominations of um religions that we have across um Nigeria specifically and the Nigerian diaspora like looking at that um I think I'll write about it at some point once I get my head around everything else because there's so many other things that I'm doing but the reason I bring that up is because yeah the first card is the seven of cups and it's showing you that there are many options but not every option serves your highest good and only you will be able to discern and decipher which one um will serve you best like this is where your intuition comes into play and maybe some people are shying away from making the decision because they've looked at all the other times that they felt that they hadn't made the right decision i'm looking at the four of cups now as the next card so they've looking at the other times that they haven't made the decision that they feel would have served them best so they so they are they just feel stuck on the spot 
like, oh, I don't want to make a decision because the fourth cup in the four of, uh, four of cups card, the fourth cup is actually being handed through a cloud by a hand. So the hand of God is presenting you this opportunity. There is a, there is a specific opportunity that is for you, but you must be the one to say, this is the one that I'm going to go for. You have to be courageous because you can't keep letting life happen to you. You have to, at some point say, boom, I'm going to go for this one specifically. And you'll be supported in that. There are no right or wrong decisions ultimately because at the end of the day, you will find your way back to yourself, but have the courage to say, you know what, in this first instance, I'm going to go for this thing. And actually from the way that the cards are set up, the one that you do choose is the one that will serve you. And it's the one that will take you further rather than looking at all the other cups and being like, "Mm, well, I remember the last time I made a decision and it didn't go the way that I wanted. You made that decision and you're still alive. Are you not, did you die? No, you're still here. You're still here. So you can afford to make more decisions because you've learned from those previous decisions and you'll choose better for yourself. When you know better, you do better. And if it's a thing of um, financial instability that's making you um, worry about making this choice, because the next card is the four of pentacles in reverse. If it's financial um, insecurity that's making you feel like, "Mm, I don't really want to make a choice because what if it goes tits up? That's that's. A self-limiting belief like that's something that you've conjured up you've literally conjured it up as a way to stop yourself from making the decisions that you need to make to take yourself further in life you've just got to choose and 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 go for it and now if I flip it another way in terms of relationships, some of you have um, opportunities or options available to you in terms of relationships, whether you're partnered or otherwise. There are um, advances, I guess, made your way. People are showing interest. People are messaging. I don't know whatever could be happening. Or you might be in a situation where you um, are dating numerous people and they're, you know, like a polyamorous um, sort of setup. And there are all these options that are um, available to you, but you're distracting yourself with the number of options that you have so as to not make a decision about the you know the definite path that you want to go down that's going to fulfill you that's not necessarily to say that you single it out to one person no but you have a setup in your mind that you're um shying away from you're rather shrinking away from it because oh what would that mean what if it doesn't go my way but this is the nature of relationships we're meant to explore and see what works for us and see what doesn't. No one has like the cheat code. Like we've all just got to do trial and error to figure out what serves us best. And you'll figure it out as long as you're honest to yourself and you're honest to the people around you and you're not playing games with people. Quit playing games with my heart. Quit playing games with my I should have known from the West get West sorry song break <laughs> um yeah so stop playing games um don't allow other people to play games with you and go for what you want and if the reason that you're kind of holding off on that is because you're thinking oh well you know how is this going to affect my stability how is this going to affect my home and work life and how is this going to affect w- what I currently know to be my foundations again it's a self-limiting belief like you've got to just give you give your all to it and and choose a direction and go because if we look at life like a crossroads currently you're standing in the middle and you're not going anywhere at least choose one fucking path to go down and see where it takes you you're allowed to change your mind always remember that that you are allowed to change your mind if it's not fulfilling you in that way but it looks like once you make a decision you will be supported in that decision so um consider that 
And my third option, you know, the third thing that comes to me when I'm looking at these cards is that because a lot of people are, you know, at home at the moment and some people might feel like they're bored, they're not feeling, you know, emotionally fulfilled you know if you're someone that's very very social like you love dressing up you love you know getting glammed up and going out this feels very very strange to you you don't really know how to express yourself so what you're doing is you're buying things online for instance that you don't necessarily need so you're being kind of fiscally irresponsible like you're spending money in ways that you don't really need to you don't really need the things that you're getting sure we can get things that we want but you're more getting them as a way to um avoid feeling or um and give yourself space to feel a bit you know odd and and maybe a bit sad about the fact that you're not getting to glam up and go out and socialize in the way that you're used to um but just buying things, buying things online to fill a void, that's not serving you either. There are other things that you could be doing with your time. So, you know, when I look at the seven of cups, I'm looking at the options of all the things that you're like, oh, I could buy this. I could buy that simply as a way of the four of cups of disconnecting from yourself and just admitting and taking time to be like, raw. this feels really, really fucked to everything that's happening right now. And so that way, um, so then the consequence of that, distancing yourself from yourself is that you're spending money in wild ways. So those are three options, um, that have come up in my, um, come up in my heart, you know, for me to share with you. Um, the say your mind affirmation card that came up is happiness is my rascal art birthright. It says here, there's nothing you need to do or anybody you need to be in order to be deserving of happiness. It is your entitlement simply because you exist, embrace it. And that's it. Choose a path, choose yourself, choose a path and choose yourself, like go with it. Once you make that decision, roll with it because they're angels and, and God will support you. Like whatever it is, like you'll be supported. Just choose something and, and go with it. And if you're on the other side where I'm talking about the person who's, um, or type of person that's online, just buying bare things, that's not adding to your personhood. It's not really adding to who you are. You can be happy without buying those things and you can be happy without waiting for the validation of, um, other people that maybe you were getting when you were going to these um, events and you were socializing in the way that you were socializing almost as a way for them to remind you that you exist. But even if those people don't see you, you still exist and you still matter, you know, so consider that as well. So then the card from the Marcella Kroll um, Oracle card that I pulled, the first one is talisman. It says here, the talisman represents new doors opening for you now. New pathways are possible at this time. It also invites you to find or create and change an appropriate symbol or charge, sorry, sorry. Um, I'll start that again. It also invites you to find or create and charge an appropriate symbol, amulet or mantra to help support your current endeavours or healing. Empower this talisman with your intention to ensure its magic in your everyday life. Meditate with this card to act as a powerful road opener to a new adventure, opportunities or to discover hidden talismans of power, love and peace. So funny that that talisman card came out because I decided when I just... You know, I've wanted an evil eye kind of um, bracelet or something for some time. And then I just found one that I really liked. It's so simple. It's just a piece of string and then it's got the blue evil eye in the middle. And I just think that it's important. And I've said this on the show before to have something on you at all times to ward off energies that are not of that do not wish you well or that are not of your own. Um, 
And to me, this was the most suitable one. I, I wanted this um, evil eye to wear on my wrist. I still want the hand of Fatima, so I'll have to get that, the Hamsa hand. I've, I've still got to get that. But I got this one because after last week's episode, when I was talking about like mad people and how um, people can just be there waiting, waiting to to see, wait for your downfall. Like I said, like you'll never see it. And to double down on that, I have things like this that I wear on my body at all times, because if nothing else, it's a reminder to myself to um, check myself energetically and, and to always say prayers of protection over myself and the people that I love because it's always necessary. So if at this time you have, um, some time to, um, do something like that, do, um, you know, take something that you have around or, you know, not really speaking to you online, um, frivolous buyers, but if you can even find something online that you feel will work well for you to have as a talisman, do that, but just have something on you at all times that you've like, um, set your intentions over, you've prayed over that it can act as a form of protection over you. Or sometimes it's, um, people use something that they've been given by a loved one and they have that on them at all times. Just have something because energies are wild at the moment. I feel like even online, everyone's getting very, very tetchy, um, very, very short tempered. So just, yeah, have something to kind of regulate your own energy. The second card that came out from the Marcella Kroll deck is gratitude. It says here, a deep honoring is present. Give and feel great thanks now for whatever blessings have arrived or are um, en route to you now. Drawing this card invites you to... <coughs> sorry, drawing this card invites you to share your devotion or to outwardly express gratitude to someone or something for its presence in your life. Meditate or create a gratitude list for all that you are thankful for in your life. And I think that that's so um, appropriate for the cards that came out this week. I'm using using the Lisa Stahl um, Modern Witch Tarot deck as well, by the way. It's so relevant for the cards that came out this week in the sense that when there are so many options present, feeling like, oh, I don't want to make a decision because I'm, you know, this happened the last time or whatever. Sometimes having so many options stops you from just being grateful that these options exist in the first place, you know, because there are people that feel like um, they have no options. Yet here you are with these numerous options. So just showing gratitude for the things in your life, because the, the energy of gratitude attracts more things to you. And this is also why, you know, I enjoy running. Running is my time to be grateful for what I have and to thank myself, thank my spirit, thank my body, thank, um, you know, the energies that watch over me. It just gives me that time. And I, and gratitude is what you want. Um, that gratitude can only really happen from a place of abundance. And obviously we've seen online, well, I've seen online, what happens when people operate from a place of scarcity, but again, we'll get into that later on. So when you can operate from that place of abundance by being grateful for the things that you currently have around you, and I'm not saying grateful in that way that pussy cluts like to dismiss you when you're feeling a bit down about certain things. And they're like, well, you should be glad you're not living in Africa because in Africa, they don't even have food to eat. We're not talking about that dismissive fuckery that's not gratitude at all, just people trying to silence you. We're talking about a deep gratitude where even when things don't feel um, 100%, you can find find hope in the fact that you're breathing in and you're breathing out and, and you'll make something of those breaths and you'll make something of that life force that continues to, you know, regenerate through you. 
So these are the things that I guess we should consider. And then from the messages from your angels card, because you like that one, I got Angel Bethany this week. And it says here for Angel Angel Bethany, when you take excellent care of yourself, everybody benefits. Give yourself a relaxing treat today, such as a massage, sea salt bath or pedicure. The additional message here is you are a giver and God loves you for that. Now it is time to give to yourself. I'm helping you to spiritually open your body through the process of relaxation. So you see that relaxing has its own productive side to it. The more that you allow me and the other angels to give to you, the more you'll be able to give to others. Your soul has called out to heaven, begging for some rest and relaxation. You have been working ceaselessly and you've been um, also been juggling many other people's interests. Now it's time for your reward. This is a directive from heaven. Take care of yourself and don't allow yourself to be swayed from this important mission. Take steps right now to create time for relaxation. You will feel happier and have more peace of mind as a result, which will benefit everyone in your life. That feels like a fucking self drag. Um, But yeah, it's important. It's important to give back to yourself and to spend time um, honoring yourself because you know, you're yours, that Nehiru Wahid poem, I'm my, I am mine before I'm ever anyone else's. Like you are yours first and foremost, before you're ever anyone else's, before you perform these, um, your obligations in the various relationships that you have with people in your life, you have to honor the relationship that you have with yourself and honor, you know, honoring yourself allows you to be there, be more present for other people. Otherwise, if you're not there for yourself, eventually you'll start working from a place of resentment because it's just like, why does everyone need me all the time? I don't get time to myself. And they're looking at you like raw, but you could just chill out, you know? So create space for your, for yourself and, and to give back to yourself. Because like the Say Your Mind card uh, says, happiness is your rascal birthright. So, you know, make the most of it. So that's the tarot for this week. Oh, 20 minutes in. Yeah, that's the tarot for this week. I'm going to jump then to share your magnificence. Let me see, I've got a letter for share your magnificence that I liked. Um, here we go. It says here, hi, Kalechi. Thank you again for your wisdom you're giving us through these ashy times. While all of your content bangs, the latest episode hit me harder than anything I've heard you say before, especially the part about toxic black women. As someone who was raised by a narcissist mother, I was expected to tolerate whatever abusive um, abuse she threw my uh, threw at me simply because she's a black single mum who struggled and at least she didn't leave me like my father did. Being raised by her caused me to normalise toxic behaviour from countless black women and it's only recently that I learned the very things you explained in the latest episode. I was conditioned to believe that not putting up with their abuse is to co-sign the trauma they faced as black women but as I told a friend the other day, they are not mutually exclusive things. I can recognise that what what has happened to them is wrong and also recognise that that it's unacceptable to take it out on me because it's unacceptable. I will, I'm well within my rights to not only cut off these women, but maintain that boundary, even with their multiple attempts to break it. For Share Your Magnificence, I'd like to nominate the black healthcare workers who are working through this pandemic. I want to choose my words carefully as I don't want it to come off like they're only, uh, they're only worth recognising because they're suffering and risking their lives. Just like you said with China, the Western world still finds energy to be racist uh, when they only highlight the white, uh, the white healthcare workers as heroes. 
It has been said multiple times that we need to not rely on white validation and instead big up ourselves. So that's what I'm doing with this nomination. Black healthcare workers, like an American nurse I just read about, came to mind. Her name is escaping me, but I'm sure you've seen the viral clip in question. She had previously battled cancer and is consequently high risk. When her bosses told her, well, when her bosses tried to make her treat COVID-19 patients regardless with little to no PPE, she instead resigned. Though I don't know this woman, I'm proud of her for putting her foot down. As black women, we're already expected to overextend ourselves and I can only imagine how that's worsened for those in healthcare. This woman refused to cave into these pressures and felt no way about prioritising her well-being and life over a system that was built to exclude and dehumanise us. She said, fuck you to the war terminology you've perfectly critiqued, uh, critiqued on previous episodes and I hope more workers are doing the same. Two sanitised slaps on the chest of everyone who's overworked and underpaid. They may, they may not be recognised by the media, but their work doesn't go unnoticed by us. May they get the hazard pay that they're more than entitled to and a proper PPE they should have, from, um, they should have had from early. Thank you, baby girl, for sending that uh, through. Two slaps on your chest. And all sanitized, of course. So, um, yeah, I totally agree. I think that we there's, there's magnificence in boundary setting and big up that uh, black woman healthcare worker that was just like, no, no, I'm not doing it because no is a full sentence. No is a valid answer. There's not no because, no, 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 just no, no full stop. That's it. That's it. We're not discussing it any further because we can't come and kill ourselves in this Babylon for who, for who, for what? It's, I'm sniffing, by the way. It's just suddenly there's like dust all around me. But um, come and kill yourself for, for, for who exactly? You know, and it's so sad that the um, there was that black nurse who was um, pregnant, but they managed to save her child um, who lost her life. Um, because this is absolutely mad. And we know that should um, a black person end up getting um, this disease... They won't, um, you know, if they end up getting this virus, they won't be treated properly. They are more likely to receive subpar care. They're more likely to be neglected in the healthcare system. So why would um, um, someone who knows that as a healthcare worker be like, you know what, that's where I'm exactly where I'm going to go and put myself. And they were finding out this week that they've run out of, they're about to run out of um, PPE and everything else and scrubs and everything else that they had for, um, you know, nurses and doctors in the UK. And I just thought, what? the fuck what the fuck is matt hancock doing what the fuck is boris johnson doing what the fuck is dominic rab doing like what are these people doing nothing nothing and when um matt hancock has been questioned about it the health secretary or whatever the fuck he is when he's been questioned about it he's given attitude like well yeah, I think footballers should have their pay cut, but I don't think I should have my pay cut because, you know, I'm working tirelessly. Well, so is everybody else. So is everybody else, but you don't want to give them a raise, you pussy clart. Everybody else is working tirelessly or I'm working every hour. You know, you're not working every hour, you fucking liar. You're not. You're not doing the things that you need to be doing. And it's a shame that it's Burberry and all of these men and film sets that are lending scrubs and lending this and lending that. Why are we in this situation? Because you fail to plan. And if you fail to plan, you have now planned to fail. That is it. You know, that adage will now come into effect. And we're now seeing exposés that Boris for 38 days was fucking useless and didn't do anything 
when the, you know, the severity of this was building, he was just there like, "Mm, well, herd immunity, herd immunity. Now look where we are. People need to get fired. And like I said last week, where are they going? That's right. To jail. Everybody go the fuck to jail because this is negligence at the highest level. Like this can't run. This 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 really can't run at all. So two slaps on the chest of the um, the the healthcare workers, the black ones especially, who are setting those boundaries and just like no no no, I'm not doing it with you hoes. I'm gonna sit my ass where I am safe, and that's perfectly okay we understand and we get why you're doing that. Like protect yourself, protect your peace. It is what it is out here, unfortunately, you know? Oh, this nose in mine. Hey, fever, get away from me. So that's that for share your magnificence. Moving into So You Mad. I was just talking about the Tory government, but I'm going to go back into it again. So some of you would have seen that this Labour report was leaked um, about all the um, accusations of things that were happening um, in the Labour Party and all of the infighting. And wow, that read like a fucking burn book. The things I saw in there, absolutely mad. The fact that you can be part of a political party and your very party people, your, your fellow colleagues are out here, your party members are out here, fashioning your downfall like they wanted the last election to go left and they made sure that it went just just higgy hagar they made sure that it happened and it's so disgusting to know it's so disgusting to know the amount of abuse and um um you know opposition that don butler diane abbott they faced um you know doing the work that they're doing like people don't really deep it what diane abbott has done for the culture what diane abbott has really done for black women and every sector in this country in the uk they they don't get it and it's sad that they don't because you can feel any way that you want to feel about her. You don't have to agree with all of her politics and everything else. But the fact is that baby girl's been out here, first black woman MP. She's been out here from early, like taking the hit after hit after hit of all of this fuckery in this, um, you know, in this political sphere and just in this country in general. And she doesn't get the ratings that she deserves. And to know that her colleagues were sitting in WhatsApp groups saying that she physically um, repulses them. They think she's vile and, you know, shaming her body um making racist remarks the fact that she was in the toilets crying in a restaurant and these motherfuckers were talking to each other in whatsapp groups telling reporters channel 4 reporters where to find her crying like can black women live when will black women just be able to live and to thrive and to be vulnerable but you'll be quick to call us angry you'll be quick to tell us that we're strong you only want us to be strong so we can bear the weight of all of your fuckery and we're now saying not any longer this this back of mine is no longer your bridge get off get off my back get the fuck off I really feel for her and I feel you know I appreciate the poise that she's had all of these years because me I would have been rocking jaws I would have been spinning jaws and nobody would have been able to tell me anything I would have been punching throats okay okay I would have been dragging testicles I would have been punching scrotums don't ever play with me because knowing just a fraction of the things that she's gone through is maddening to me and she's tolerated it all of this time for what to represent her constituency and that's why they 
back a baby girl because she's out here with 300 over 300,000 votes and everything else and it will continue to remain that way because you bitches tried it me personally though I don't know if I can rock with Labour any longer after everything that's happened but to me the wickedest was that the people that were mentioned in the report as having moved mad are actually then now seeking um to go to court and to me that is just peak whiteness that is just peak snake behavior you were caught in the act fam your we saw your whatsapp messages you were caught moving mad we saw the correspondence we saw it so now why are you like well i'm gonna get my lawyer involved and we're gonna do libel we're gonna do this we're gonna do defamation we're gonna do invasion of privacy Mm -mm. Mm -mm. sit your ass down you did what you did you said what you said and whatever is done in the darkness will surely be brought to the light. Just swallow your L, firm it, firm it because you firm it, let L, yeah? Firm it, that's, firm it actually means close, but yes, but anyway, firm it, let L, yeah? Firm it because you've got no no leg to stand on. But I was just reading this piece and it says more than a dozen people are drawing up legal action against Labour after they were named in an incendiary uh, leaked report that threatens to plunge the party into financial peril. Claims covering the Data Protection Act, invasion of privacy and libel are all being considered and could be submitted to the party as soon as this week. The party individuals and some media commentators are all said to be subject of legal complaints as a result of the documents released and remarks made about its contents. The row caused by the 860-page document has been a huge blow to the um, to Keir Starmer's, whatever his name is, hopes um, of uniting Labour under his leadership following years of infighting. It claimed that factional hostility towards um, Jeremy Corbyn contributed to the party's ineffective handling of claims and complaints and undermined its 2017 election campaign. It's also included criticisms of the party and of its leading figures by staff members in private messages. Since it emerged last weekend, some of those mentioned in the documents have contacted lawyers with each person said to be considering several different claims. It exposes Labour to potentially huge bill should it lose in court or opt to settle mad instead of going raw you know what we fucked up we fucked up on a major scale you're like well no i want to i want to go to court i want to go to court apologize apologize instead of trying to run to court just apologize for what the fuck you did like start there that would be so important and also big up to the person that leaked it because i don't know if you're an op yourself or whatever but i still rate you for leaking what you leaked because people needed to know all of this needed to come to the to come to the light because it's actually mad the people that will be around you and they'll be trying to take you down and i think that it was so um it resonated so much with so many black women because i'm sure so many even listening to this podcast have spent time crying in the toilets when you're working with people who are absolute ops and they absolutely want you to fail and you know I even had to explain it to my mum and I was like mum you've also been in similar situations as well my mum was like rah yeah because I log all of these things and I'm always ready to cuss out anyone that tries my mum in, in the workplace so um you know pointing that out to her and seeing that generations of generations of black women have been subjected to this like you're meant to be working as part of the team but these people at every turn are trying to fuck you over it's disgusting but anyway moving on from that i'm just gonna whew, jump into bigging up the um show sponsors this week's show sponsors who are express vpn bigging them up before i carry on with the higgy hagar that is so you mad so 
if you didn't know before, ExpressVPN protects your privacy and security online. But there's something that you might not know, which you that you can also use ExpressVPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. So all of you man that love to message me about, oh my God, where are you watching that? How are you able to watch that? ExpressVPN, like stop asking, are you a cop? Why are you asking me these things online? Like go and get ExpressVPN, then you too can be watching what I'm watching, right? So now that so many of us are stuck at home, it's only a matter of time that you run out of the stuff that you're usually able to watch online. So this is when it comes in handy to have ExpressVPN because you can watch so many other things like different Netflixes in different countries. It's really simple to do. Just fire up the ExpressVPN app, change where your location is. So if you're in the UK, you can change it to wherever you want it to be. And that's simply it. Then you just refresh the app that you're in, whether it's Netflix, just refresh it and it'll think that you're located somewhere else. And then you have access to all of those Netflix series that are in those other countries. So I know that some things have already, like some series, TV shows, um, the new seasons have already been uh, released on other countries, Netflix, but we don't have it in the UK. So you just have to change your location on the app and then you can see what's available in other countries. So if also, if you love anime, you can get into your anime bag on ExpressVPN. You can um, access Japanese Netflix and be spirited away. And not only does it hide your IP address and lets you control where you want sites to think you're located, you can choose almost 100 different countries. So just think about the Netflix libraries you can go through, numerous all of them, all of them, go get your life. And it's not just Netflix, ExpressVPN works with any streaming service, Hulu, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, wherever you want, you name it, you name it, you can go and watch it on there. Um, There are hundreds of VPNs out there, but the reason I use ExpressVPN is because it's fast and um, they love me, they love me. And there's never any kind of buffering or lag and it's just you can stream HD and all of them things with no problem whatsoever. So ExpressVPN is also compatible with all of your devices, phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and more. So you can watch what you want on a personal device or on the big screen, wherever you are. So if you visit my link, which is expressvpn.com slash straws, you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. So support the show, watch what you want and protect yourself with ExpressVPN. That's expressvpn.com slash straws, expressvpn.com slash straws. Go get your life. Anyway, let's move on then back into So You Mad. So my next So You Mad woo, is... um this Dr. Armen Henderson in Miami. He's not my So You Mad. It's the police officer that decided to arrest him outside of his home for basically doing the work that the government should be doing. So this Dr. Um, Henderson, I think that's his name. Yeah, he was um, outside his home. He was loading into a van, um, tent and... um, bits and bobs for um, the homeless people, people experiencing homelessness in the Miami-Dade, I think it is, um, area. So he's a physician, I think he is. like, um, And he was loading all of these things into a van because he goes out and he tests people for COVID-19. And he's done, I think, about 30 tests at the time that I was reading this. He's done about 30 tests so far. So my guy's just out there, right? Loading these tents into his van outside of his own home. The policeman pulls up and he's like, what are you doing? Why are you here? What are you, you know, what's all this that you're doing? And he basically tries to explain to him that, oh, I'm, you know, I'm out. I'm a doctor. I'm just gonna, I'm out to go and help some 
some people. I'm just loading these things into my van and I'm going to go and do that. And he's like, oh, well, I need to see some ID. Luckily, Dr. Henderson's wife was at home. Luckily, she was at home because she brought the ID out to show the uh, policeman, but not before the policeman handcuffed him and had him, you know, on top of the car bonnet, the police car bonnet. And I'm just like, how did you how did you get there so quickly? Why are you so fast? Like, what is wrong with people? Why were you so fast to put him in handcuffs and be like, yep, this is what we're doing? And luckily, his wife came to de-escalate the situation. She was like, oh, here's his ID. He looked at the ID and was like, oh, my bad and let him go and I'm glad it was filmed I'm glad it went viral um, because this isn't stopping police continue to move mad and it's not just police you know out in Miami that are doing this police across the world I don't know what is what's really choking people that they're really getting excited about the way that they're treating black people black men and women um it's and children you know it's it's mind-blowing I really don't get it and this is someone who's doing something that the government should be doing it shouldn't be up to this doctor to this man to be out here going and to test people who are uh, experiencing homelessness it shouldn't be left to him to be the one who's doing these um COVID-19 tests yet he's taking it upon himself to be like you know what I'm going to go out there and do what needs to be done and see if I can help in any way he's the one doing that because he knows that they are neglected and they go unseen by the government that's why he's doing it yet and um you know somebody um a policeman decides that you know what i'm the authority and i'm saying that that you know what are you doing here in this area what because he couldn't be outside of a nice house he couldn't be just you know a black man who has nice things no never that's so wild i can't imagine how that would ever be the case and then they try to fucking lie and say oh the reason that he was stopped by the policeman is because they thought he was illegally dumping trash in this area who dumps trash into the van he wasn't dropping it on the road he was taking it from the road into the van unless your eyes work with a rewind button how would you mistake that you're a liar you're a liar and this is why the these things need to stop and as he said dr henderson said himself in a video i saw of him he was like that could have gone wild so quickly he could have ended up being shot if his wife wasn't at home to bring um you know to bring his id out to prove that he is who he is it's so scary like living in a black body is an extreme sport it's an actual extreme sport if you want to do olympics pros- uh, pro- uh, properly do it with you being in a black body as we've already seen from actual olympics and the way simone biles and um, serena williams are treated in their black bodies we've already seen it play out but it's it's wild the thing that the things that black people have to navigate that other people just take for granted in their day to day it's fucking exhausting and i just saw that and it just made me very very sad but glad that the um dr henderson wasn't hurt and just you know he should also be a share your magnificence because look at him just being out there doing what needs to be done an actual earth angel caring for people caring for his community because the government fails to do so this is the fucking pussy clark government that you man elected that are failing you in this way matting absolute matting i can't i can't I just can't believe it. It's absolutely disgusting. And that's not it for police because I then saw a video online of a Nigerian woman who was being literally flogged, literally flogged with what looked like Koboko. She was being literally flogged by police um, in Nigeria. 
Why? Because they say that, oh, she was flouting social media rules and uh, social media, social self-isolation rules. She says that she was outside her home and then said that she was going to, I think, to go and get medical supplies or something for her family. And they saw her walking and they decided like four, I think it was like four of them, everyone flogging, flogging, flopping, like whipping her. And how does your, how do your powers get to your head so much that you think that that's okay to do, um, do to somebody? Like, what the fuck is wrong with everybody? Like, what is wrong with the police right now? Even in the UK, you're getting policemen going, oh, well, you know, tweeting, oh, we're going to search people's um, baskets and trolleys for non-essential items. I wish a motherfucker would. I wish a motherfucker would. Search which basket, which trolley for what? What exactly? What you'll find there is... Uh, you will find all the curses that will rain down on you and your entire family. Look into that trolley and let's see who can move the maddest. Let us see. It's it's just so horrible to see that video, to see that um, woman, that Nigerian woman being flogged. And people are in the comments going, uh-uh, but she knew that she must, um, she needed to remain in our house now. Even if she wasn't, someone was like, fam, even if she was going out to get ice cream, they have no fucking right to be whipping her in that way. For what? And she was standing there, she was firming it. Like they were, she was trying to move their, um, whatever they were hitting her with, she was trying to move it out of the way, but they were proper like whipping and whipping and whipping. I, oh, why did my head want to say whip it real good? God, I hate myself. I really hate myself. But anyway, it just made me very, very sad and I hated every moment of it. And, and the police really need to do better because the power more than ever is getting to their heads and people are getting hurt. And I'm so fucking over it. I hate it here. I hate it. So that's that for So You Mad. Um, and actually, I forgot to even say before I move on from So You Mad that the woman's name was um, Tola Aziz, because I don't like to not say people's names. But it was um, Tola Aziz that was being hit and whipped by the police in Nigeria. And it's fucking disgusting. And the police in Nigeria can go suck out for that sort of behavior. It's absolutely mad. So, yeah, that's now it's it, it for So You Mad. That's it. I'm done. I'm done. Now let's get into straw of the week, a.k.a. suck your madre. Sorry, I don't know why I want to say suck your madre this week. But yeah, you know, suck your mum and all of that. So I've got a letter. I'll do the letter first before I do all of my bits. Um, Where is the letter? Here we go. So it says here. Hello, Kelechi. I hope you and your family are staying safe and doing well. I will always keep singing your praises, but thank you for everything that you're doing, especially with everything going on. Not that you ever doubt yourself, but I see people trying you, which funnily enough is the reason I started following you, but just know that the streets see you. Thank you. Um, I would like to nominate the whole education sector, but specifically the Secretary of State for Education for Straw of the Week. It's something that's been bothering me for a while. Short version of this. When the schools were closed, it was recommended that disabled children, children of essential workers and those in at-risk homes still had the option to come into school, which also meant that people like me, teachers had obligations to come in. On the surface, it seemed fine. But now with everything in lockdown and deaths rising by the hundreds every day, I've come to realise that this is some bullshit. I won't bore you with the specific ins and outs, but it's just another case of the government not caring about marginalised children. There's no care. Uh, there's no specialised transport that's been provided so that they can get to school via social distancing. When they get to school, especially when you live in somewhere in like London, it's nearly impossible to protect yourself. And this also puts parents 
parents at risk because they have to go out during rush hour times to get to school. But notice how it's the marginalised families who have to make these provisions themselves. Naturally, these children are not coming into school, but there's been nothing to protect these children at home, which means it's every man for themselves if they think it's safer to be at home. So those who rely on school lunches, at-risk children, who rely on uh, structure, disabled children, and those who just need school really, just what don't get it, make it make sense. Also, the pussyhole secretary is not providing those teachers with appropriate equipment to look after these children. We're not being offered hazard pay. Honestly, I'm one of the lucky ones, but if I don't, if if, um, they don't go into, uh, go especially into school, I don't get paid. I know some people who are having their hours cut completely and because they are secretly changing people's contracts, then it's legally binding. Pregnant women are being asked to go to work and help out with the children. Those with underlying health conditions, it's, um, it's, it's honestly disgusting, but not surprising. And as per usual, it's mainly affecting black people. We're usually in those carer roles and we're the ones who, um, whose lives are being put at risk. I want to nominate the pussyhole of a secretary a secretary because they never cared about us. They don't care about black kids and black at risk kids. They don't care about black disabled kids. They don't care about black carers. They just don't. And I'm sick of it. I could chat more, but I don't want to waste your time. It would just end up with uh, being me venting, sending you a ton of love as per usual. All the best. Thank you so much. Thank you for that. Um, I really, really appreciate that. Um, that letter oh this hay fever I really really appreciate that letter because it's very weird to me that also this same secretary that you mentioned I saw um announced uh this week let me find it that um disadvantaged children are to be given um laptops and and this and the such it says here New major package to support online um, online learning. Education Secretary announces that vulnerable and disadvantaged young people across the country will receive free laptops. Disadvantaged children across England are set to receive laptops and tablets as part of a push to make remote education accessible for pupils staying at home during the coronavirus outbreak. Devices will be ordered for children in the most vital stages of their education, those who receive support uh, from social worker and care leavers from a social worker and care leavers. The government will also provide 4G uh, routers, I was going to say routers, um, to make sure disadvantaged uh, secondary school pupils and care leavers can access the internet where those families do not already have mobile or broadband internet in the household. The country's major telecommunications providers will make it easier for families to access selected educational resources by temporarily exempting these sites from data charges. When Jeremy Corbyn said to you that he thinks that 4G um, or internet should just be um, available to everyone everywhere, all of you wanted to cry, well, I don't, how's that going to be possible? (laughs) I don't see how that's ever going to be possible. (laughs) Yet here we are. Yet here we fucking are. Look at your fucking lives. Can you not see how you're just useless, useless people who don't like to think ahead and you don't like to think of others? Now, the reason that this gets me is because... There are children and young people who exist in the middle of all of this that are going to be overlooked. And that is a problem to me. And it's just like you were saying in your letter, dear listener, that 
Yeah, it's marginalised people, uh, marginalised children um, that are forgotten. Marginalised voices are forgotten when all of these things are being put in place. Nobody thinks, oh, what what, what, what are we going to do with the at-risk kids? What are we going to do um, here? Like, all of that gets put to the side because you're just focusing on the demographic that you care about, that you want to sustain. These other demographics, and this is why we have to say that it's eugenics, because you're hoping that they die out and you're hoping that they fuck off. And that's part of the problem. That's why a lot of this is wild with the uh, care that's being implemented it's been implemented to keep certain people going while other people are hopefully just gonna like um, f- you know break from the weight of it all and piss off but god forbid like we're gonna be out here we're gonna be out here thriving okay and so cool that you want to give laptops and and 4g routers to the um care leavers and um people um these young people who will need it. i think that that's great but there are also other um tr- uh, young people who might need it too that don't have the access to a laptop and whatever else and when you're out here ticking boxes they might look perfectly fine but they're not because you're not you're not actually making it possible for those people to be identified you're keeping it to the extremes and that leaves so much space for people to be forgotten so they just need to speak with people and do better with a lot of these initiatives that they're coming up with while we're going in the right direction we can just go in the right direction with a lot more sense i think you know so I agree, like the education secretary can definitely suck his mother because there's more that needs to be done and everyone's just dragging their feet because they don't care about those who end up falling in the margins and um, that bothers me and obviously bothers you greatly. So a straw for them, straw for them, straw for them. Yes. Anyway, my next um, suck your mum, my next straw of the week goes out to a colleague of my mum's where my mum works. I won't disclose all of that information, but I just want this gentleman to get a straw because first and foremost never play with me and mine okay okay you're lucky you're where you are because i would have been telling you about yourself one-to-one to your face i would have been telling you about your clot right so what happened my mom loves making jollof rice my mom is arguably one of the best jollof rice makers in the world i will stand by that if any of you want to come fight me we can do that you can send me your location two distance two meters away remember that two meters away don't send me your location because coronavirus but as i was saying my mom is arguably one of the best jollof rice makers in the world you can want to fight me about that you will not prosper anyway my mom took jollof rice to work now sometimes she doesn't have um you know the foil containers or she doesn't have like um a plastic container or whatever or cooler she doesn't have that so she took it in one of them freezer bags because she was going to now tip it into a plate and warm it at work and my mom being the lovely person that she is like generous to a fault she always finds people to feed no matter where she works she's always ending up taking more jollof rice and more everything for everybody else that's just the way she's always been from when she was a child she would always take extra for everybody else so my mom takes extra jollof rice now and she has it all in the little freezer bag and she puts it in the fridge she puts it in the work fridge yeah she puts it in the staff fridge so the jollof rice is going in the staff fridge and then this white man comes in and he goes Oh, are those worms? I'm going to repeat that again. Jollof rice, that is orange or that is orange, is going into the fridge at work. And it's a freezer bag, so it's clear. You see what it is. It's going in there. He goes, 
are those worms. So my mum, obviously, she can really lambast someone with curses, but she turns and she keeps it cute. Again, black women in the workplace having to always remain professional, even though everybody else around them is moving mad, you know, because if she says anything now, even if she says it with a bit of spice in her voice, a bit of paprika in her voice now, people are going to say she's angry, she's aggressive, rare, rare, rare. So my mum just turns, she was just like, that's offensive that it's not worms, it's rice. Like, that's very, very offensive what you said. And I think she might have even told him that that's racist. But she said what she said. And then my mum just stopped talking and just faced her front and just refused to talk while they were in the canteen or the kitchen area. That was it. She was done with the conversation. Do you think he stopped? Of course not. Of course not. Because white men do not know when to not pass go. They must continue. They must always continue. So he goes... Oh, um, I didn't mean anything by it. I didn't mean anything by it. I just, you know, I just thought it might be worms because I know that in some countries they like attach the worms to the body to take out diseases and stuff. Brother, brother, why are you still talking? What? Oh my God. What? Why are you still talking? You're literally making it worse. If she didn't want to rock your jaw before, she's likely going to want to rock your jaw now. And even if she doesn't want to rock your jaw because she's a patient baby girl, I now want to fight you because what the fuck are you saying? Like, are they worms? No, they're not worms. You're being offensive that somebody's food it's rice. Oh, because I just thought that they were worms. You know, I didn't mean anything by it, but you know, some countries, they use these worms to draw out the diseases. Okay. 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 Cool. Where your madness, where your madness is clearly inside your bones and no longer in your bloodstream is the fact that if I were for some reason into these homeopathic um, remedies, right? And I did happen to have worms and I wanted to use them to draw out diseases. Why, motherfucker, would I bring the worms to work? Why would I bring the worms to work and put them in the, fr- in the fridge, in the, in the fridge where everyone else puts their food that they're going to eat? Am I a savage? Uh, is there something wrong with me? Am I mad? So there are many questions we need to ask. The offence is on many levels that you would even think that I would bring worms to work in the first place because all you see in front of you is a black savage who carries worms around in her bag to to chomp on in her lunch break while attaching it to her eyebrow to suck out diseases. Are you all right? Is everything all right at home? Clearly not. Clearly not. And and we have to take a moment to talk about the over-policing of foods that are not deemed culturally appropriate in the workplace. This is why it really vexes me when people go, oh, I hope you're not bringing any smelly food in. Oh, is that, I hope that's nothing too smelly. What do you mean smelly? Because anything that's usually smelly probably has seasoning. But because you don't know seasoning, if seasoning came and slapped you across your face, you would not know seasoning. If they said to you, look, there's a lineup point out where seasoning is in this lineup, this police lineup. You will not know where who seasoning is. You will not be able to point to seasoning. Is that, who's that over there? I don't know. That's chili pepper. Look at your life. You don't know anything. You don't know, but you'll be the first ones to come and open your lips. Open those thin lips to come and say, are those worms? Oh, are those worms? Because in some countries they use what it's racist. It's racist and it's highly offensive. Face your front. Fam, if I want to eat Ross Class snakes in a work canteen or the work kitchen, I'm going to do that. Leave me alone. I don't eat snakes, FYI. But if I wanted to, I should. I can do what I want. 
I can do what I want. It's none of your business. And this over-policing of foods made by black and brown people has got to stop because now tomorrow when you a man like Jamie Oliver want to start making money you start profiting off these foods that you're cussing out in the workplace when you want to do jerk rice when you want to do your bastardized jollof rice that you can pop in the um, microwave for two minutes all of you will be ranting and raving about oh cafe cafe have you tried this oh it's the new Jamie Oliver what's it called it's a jerk rice oh it's wonderful it's just got a bit of a kick to it not too much of a punch doesn't have a slap to it just a little bit just a little bit of a kick you know it doesn't kick you like right up the ass just a little bit just a little bit of spice oh I do love it it reminds me of the time that I went to Jamaica yeah I went to Jamaica with Terry we had a wonderful time staying in the resort and not interacting with any of the locals because they're black savages who probably eat worms oh I am tired but test my mum and you're fucking testing me, yeah? Because I love writing a letter and I will be writing letters. Don't play yourself. If you see someone eating food that you do not understand, just be like, you know what? Let me mind my business. Let me face my front, yeah? Because this has gone on too long. Oh, don't bring smelly food in. So what? I should just be eating dry sandwiches like you. That's why your souls are so hard and 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 void of emotion because you don't eat better something you don't eat better food you don't you, who, who don't like better thing yeah you don't know you don't know good things you don't know nice things all you know is um is egg mayo everyday egg mayo that's where they'll find you you feel like you're supreme because of your egg mayo calm down relax lie down take a cup of tea mind your business don't ever don't ever make any mention of the food that anybody is eating ever again. Mind your own. And if you if the food makes you feel some type of way, if it's too smelly for you, a bit too spicy for you, bringing a tear to your eye, remove yourself from the vicinity. Go and sit elsewhere. But what you will not do is police the food of um, black and brown people. Mind your business. And nobody wants to hear your running commentary of, oh, it looks a bit like dog food. <laughs> I remember when I used to work at a pole dance studio and one of the owners said that to me and I wanted to... I really wanted to fight her. White woman walks by. I'm eating my food. Oh, it looks like dog food. You know who looks like dog food? Your rascal mother, you dickhead. That's who looks like dog food, you prick. It's beyond offensive. And I don't find it funny. I don't find it innocent. And it's me that my mum has to now come and offload to because it hurt her feelings. And she felt so awkward in the workplace because she can't react in the workplace because then she'll be labelled an angry black woman. And, you know, our mothers just want to do their jobs and go the fuck home. They don't need to now be um, embroiled in in, in workplace um, dynamics and, and, and frivolities and, and trivialities. That's not what she's there for. She just wants to do her work and go home. She just want to... She wants just wants to eat her young jollof rice and mind her business leave my mum the fuck alone leave my mum alone but and you can go and suck your mother yeah through a straw made of worms why don't you go and do that yeah leave my mum and her food out of your rascal mouth okay that's that that's it for this week that's all i have to say you can follow me on at kolechnikov or at say your mind pod remember to hashtag at say your um, hashtag say your mind pod no. hashtag say your mind pod Big up Express VPN for sponsoring this week's episode. Really appreciate uh, where are my words going? Really appreciate it. I have been Kalechi Okafor and this has been SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right. Suck your mother.
Suck your madre. Peace. It's the Ben's Brunani woman, this baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. So sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are gonna sip it, yo. Hard time scrolling for your long shorts. You might learn something you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind.